0: minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the special edition of the pack a day podcast we have so many things going on today it's going to be a great episode i'm steve perhatch i'm joined by dusty evely sarah kelleher I want to ask how you guys are doing but I don't cuz I know Dusty's going to be a smart ass but let's go Dusty how you doing
1: I've been great lately I say I've got nothing going on but I my I my mood's been up my energy's been up I've been really trying hard for you and I feel Sarah, like you don't appreciate it pre- pre-show, was Dusty nice to me
2: Um about 50/50 He was nicer at some points but then he was his typical self
0: Typical yeah, I feel like self he, he So even nicer him, that's but...
1: right yeah Oh shut up <laughs> Sarah, how you
2: doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm excited. I have good energy today. I don't know for the same reasons as Dusty, but I'm excited to be here and ready to go.
0: We have so much going on right now because today officially is Thursday when you guys are hearing this, so that means the Pack-A-Day podcast is turning one year old officially. Oh, so. Boy. So we've got the celebratory, issue, the celebratory episode, um, so we've got some cool things planned. We have some things we're going to actually be giving away, so you need to continue to listen, um, but we got some really cool stuff that we're going to give away to you guys. Today marks training camp, uh, mm-hmm. the start of training camp, which is really exciting. The Packers made some news um, all over Twitter this morning with Mike Daniels, so we've got a lot to dive into. First and foremost, though we are celebrating the 1 year anniversary of the packet day podcast do you guys have any like cool memory or thing that you you know would like to talk about a nice little shout out or anything
1: you know i think um there, there are a couple kind of easy ones as far as this group is concerned, I think. Um, I think all three of us getting together for the first time was amazing. Just a ton of fun. Like it was uh, – we talked about it a thousand times. Steve, me, and you had been recording together for a while. Um, Sarah came on. And it was kind of this, is this going to work? Is it not? And we clicked immediately. But when it really seemed like we very – we clicked and everything came together is, uh, you know, honestly, when we started talking about Oreos. <laughs> was, I don't remember how it came up, but the Oreo kickoff seemed like the start of something very special cool. and amazing.
0: <laughs> The most stuffed Oreos that the, were so yeah. disgusting. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And all of a sudden, it just, it, it just took off and yeah. you couldn't you know, stop us.
2: It's amazing how quickly people can bond when they all hate the same thing. And that is, <laughs> that is what happened here with the most stuffed Oreos. <laughs> because we all disagree about so many things, but that was the one thing that we actually all agree on. And then that was just the start of the madness, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when everything kinda changed. That was uh that was a huge moment for us. I think it was was Oreo Day, so that's my big one, mm-hmm. I think.
2: Yeah, I I agree. And then when we did the Oreo bracket, that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I loved doing that and I like was sharing it with people at work and getting their opinions, seeing who I could trust. I'm just kidding. But um <laughs> it was cool because I had friends that were like, What is this Oreo bracket that you're doing? Are you on a food podcast? And I'm like, Not yet. Um <laughs> one it's day mean. So, I think that was just something really fun and it was different. I mean, we talk Packers and football all the time, so just to kind of have a different thing that we did for fun. I mean, I know it was dumb and it was about Oreos, but it was still fun to us and we had a good time doing it. So, mm-hmm. that was one of my favorite memories just because it kind of added to the hoopla that goes on on our podcast um every week and it was just a good way for us to kind of share our personalities with the listeners as well.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is it's, just, it's so much fun with the interaction too because we get um, – it's, it's, it's really cool that people actually want to listen to the things that we have to say about the Green Bay Packers and will interact with us and tell us when they think we're stupid and when they think we're right. And uh, I mean, Dusty tells me I'm stupid on pretty much every podcast. Is that about right, Dusty? You'd say every podcast? I have
1: not been keeping track. I'm going to say it's about 80%. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I mean, the early days I didn't, so it's that's true. I yeah. should
2: start keeping track for year two of the Pack of yeah, Day podcast. A I should start keeping track of how many times. This goes both like
1: ways. It. You understand? Steve says bad things about me, so this goes both ways.
2: What? When do I say? I it's you off
1: the air. Oh, heart. terrible things! Oh, the terrible things you say to me off air. Oh my god. <laughs> Hey
0: Andy, if you're listening, if you want to move move some people <laughs> around, I'm 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 open to it. It's okay. I mean, to your I'm to your it. point,
1: also Steve, uh, that you're probably still going on. We have a we have a what's his name Sando, the German the German listener. We actually yeah. have someone in Germany that listens, and that's that's still just bonkers to me.
2: Yeah, I think that's really cool when people, no matter what it is, whether it's Cheesehead TV or with Packaday Podcast. When I see people comment on Twitter or comment on an article and they're like, hello from Germany or any other country, that's one of the coolest things I think about this is that, you know, it's true. And a lot of people talk about that. It's truly for Packers fans everywhere. And I think that is just the best way to put it because you never know who's listening and where they are. And it's a really unique experience and not a lot of people can say that they have a listener from Germany who tweets at them. And I just think that's the coolest thing. Mm -hmm.
0: Very cool. And we, without going any further, we definitely have to do a shout out to Andy Herman who started this Mm -hmm. whole thing um, and does so much behind the scenes that nobody knows about does all of the, the posting of the podcast, putting the schedule together, helping create content ideas, like all that stuff that he does. I mean, it doesn't go unnoticed by all of us. And I think we try to make sure that he knows that. And um, So for him, thank you very much for starting all this. It's been a a blast for this entire year. And the fact that we get to talk to you guys every week is awesome. So I know Dusty and Sarah and I, we all love doing it Mm -hmm. every week and talking to you guys every Thursday. So we're jacked about uh, getting some – Getting the opening show for the season with the Bears and a couple Thursday night football games and stuff like that. So it's gonna be a fun season again when when they start football, so which is legit today. Today they are starting football. So the Packers made some moves, guys, and I know you got some takes on it. So Mike Daniels,
1: gone. Dusty breaks my entire breaks my entire heart. It breaks my like it was his last year. I think all of us, um, or most Packers fans, I think, believe that he was not going to be here past this year. This was uh, last year of his contract. Uh, he was thirty. Uh, so he's going to be you know thirty one by the end of the year, going into the next year? Uh, with some of the guys, you know, they, they have to pay Kenny Clark uh, the way Lancaster looked last year. They paid Lowry. Like they've got uh, uh, Adams is on the line. There have been people talking about Adams uh, as as so looking really good so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and and uh, Gary possibly as well like some of those rotational guys like you knew he wasn't gonna be around next year uh but i kind of thought he'd I'd see him this year in limited snaps like the last hurrah he still had enough life left in the tank i believe to be worth that money even as like a situational pass rusher uh and also a very good run stopper and just the attitude he brings so to see him gone like legitimately one of my all-time favorite packers um i get i, I said this earlier today i i understand the move i understand the business i get it they you know they're kind of up against the cap uh, a little more than they have been in recent years and they probably got something in mind whether that's a you know kenny clark extension or something else um it's still just it still breaks my heart man it's the, it's the part of the game you hate you know you fall in love with these players uh and then and then they just leave and this was so sudden and so out of nowhere um so i wish him luck wherever he's going to be. I think uh, Maggie Loney, who's a you know, Pack-A-Day person, said she'd love to see him in L.A. Uh, yeah,
2: playing in did. front of
1: Clay Matthews and next to Aaron Donald. That would be an Ooh. absolute blast Ooh. to watch. So I hope he goes there just simply because the Packers don't have to play them, aside from maybe playoffs yeah. this year. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just I hope he doesn't go division. But I just I loved watching that guy. Wherever he goes, I'm going to watch him. Um, I'm just sad it's not in the green and gold anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of was on – the same page with we're going to miss him, regardless if they agreed with the decision or not. And I was shocked of the t- about the timing of this news and, you know, with training camp starting and why maybe they didn't do this earlier. I have a gut feeling that in a few weeks we may hear more information about why it happened when it did. Maybe there was something that was going on that, you know, none of us knew about. But I'm definitely going to miss him. It's tough to see him and Cobb go before this season because I think both of them are just fan favorites and both of them were truly at heart what a Green Bay Packer is and everybody loved both of them as people and they were so involved in the community and just great guys all around and so to see both of them go is tough it's players that I grew up with on the Packers and players that I've loved dearly. And I completely understand, you know, with the cap space, especially if, you know, they're looking to extend some, you know, we're hoping to see and I think everyone there's murmurs about Kenny Clark getting an ex, um, a big contract here. And so it makes sense, but the timing is a little whack and I am definitely going to miss him.
0: Yeah, that was one of the things too was timing-wise. I was trying to gauge in my head of – Did I agree with it? Did they screw him? Like, how does that all work? I kind of came down after thinking about it of just, it is what it is. I mean, he's a talented guy. He's going to land on a roster pretty quick. And from everything that's coming out about him is that he wants to go somewhere that he can potentially win a Super Bowl. He's going to find a team. And Mm -hmm. it's not like they, I don't feel that they screwed him. I think they were trying to trade him and nobody wanted to pay $10 million for Mike Daniels. I think somebody's going to get him at $3, $4 million maybe and be happy with that. But overall, it sucks. Like you guys said, he's he's a good dude. My biggest takeaway is it doesn't make this team better. That's my biggest thing is it doesn't make them better this year. I don't care if Mike Daniels doesn't fit Mike Patton's system because he wants long, lean guys who have long arms and blah, blah, blah. Like That dude can play. Like he legit can play. It doesn't matter. It's always been, Oh, he's not big enough. He's not strong enough. Whatever. Like he leverages better than anybody on that defensive line. And just, I don't know. It it doesn't make them a better team. I understand the move. It makes sense. But overall, if you're trying to win a super bowl,
1: I don't know. We we talked about it somewhere with the, uh, when that Silverstein uh, thing came out, it was either here or somewhere else. Like, baby just yelling in my backyard i don't remember um uh, but the the entire premise of the piece that you're you're talking about steve was basically he isn't not fit because here's all the guys that are on this team and there's also mike daniels who is short and whatever yep. short arms but and i said this at the time there's like there's no one else like mike daniels on the te- on the team because there's like not many guys in the league that like mike daniels like at the time i think i was <laughs> i said like it was daniels aaron donald and um Oh, I'm a blank. Uh, Gino Atkins. Like the three guys you can think of that kind of like, and that's it. That's it. You don't have a whole lot of guys that build. And so like, I kind of threw out that article as kind of a, this, this is not, <laughs> this doesn't mean that he doesn't fit. It just means there's not a whole lot of guys with this kind of profile that can do it. What, what, what Daniels does. You're right, Steve. He's, he does whatever he wants. He's a, he's a shorter guy, just insane leverage, insane moves, and just insane strength. And, and. Very, very smart and very good against the run. They just there's just not guys like that, which is why Petten did not have a whole lot of guys like that.
0: Right, right. But and then you look at the opposite, the flip side of it, and he's the wrong side of thirty. He's coming Mm -hmm. off a foot injury. He's smaller than they want him to be. Like it just the things started adding up, and then the cap hit, and nobody. The fact I mean they they've been trying to get trades for him, just wasn't falling through. It was all falling through. So. I mean, we all wish him the best of luck. I know, like, any, I've seen a couple of tweets about how, you know, he wasn't good. And I'm like, that's just, that's, that's just false. garbage. That's, that's garbage. Yeah. I, I saw a couple of those and I just started laughing because it's just completely, completely wrong. Like, he's a talented dude. He got injured, but. It doesn't It doesn't take away from how talented he if is. If you
1: look at like some that's the thing, if you look at some of his stats from this past year, like he had two sacks, which was the lowest since his rookie season. He had one tackle for loss, which was the lowest of his career. He had only five QB hits, which was the second lowest of his career behind the rookie season. So if you just look at those things, you're like, well, maybe he's on the downside. He had the top pressures on the team uh this year. He wasn't hitting the quarterback, he wasn't necessarily picking up a ton of sacks, but he's a top pressure guy. And if you just watch him like maybe he had slowed down a step, but he was still ridiculously good, and it still has at least another one or two really good years left in him. Yeah. So anyone who Absolutely. says uh, anyone who says uh, no, he's he's not good anymore. He's losing something. I I very much disagree with that statement.
0: Holy crap! We all agree on something. I love it.
2: I love it. Happy one year. We all agree <laughs> on something. Year,
0: happy one year anniversary. So on that note, one year anniversary. I'm now going to jump into the giveaway part of the one-year episode because we have some cool stuff that we actually want to give away to you guys because you know we love our listeners so much. So we've got a couple of things. Basically, what we're going to do is have a little uh, trivia question. So here we go. Trivia question is very topical because Mike Daniels is gone now. How many career sacks does Mike Daniels have? So what you will do, you will DM me. You will send me on Twitter a direct message to at Steve Perhatch, and you will give me that answer. You have until Sunday night central time at midnight to give me that answer. Once everybody's in, we'll throw the, all those names into generators and the to pick out random winners. And prize-wise, we've got some good stuff. Andy Herman has given away a packaday podcast t-shirt. The catch is you have to be a medium or a large. <laughs> 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 that's what he has right now he's got mediums or larges uh i am also going to throw in um, a couple of my uh, one of my autographed items from the packers so you get your choice i've got a autographed ha ha clinton Dix mini helmet and i have an autographed um jay elliot mini helmet so you get your choice i know neither of them play for the packers anymore but still a cool free item so you can have that choice and then the grand prize winner is why we love uh, the Ticket King, who is our sponsor on the Pack-A-Day podcast. They oh, are hooking you guys up with two free tickets to the fourth preseason game at Lambeau. So Section 112, Row 35. If you've never been to Lambeau, I mean, it's a preseason game, but it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much to the Ticket King for giving, giving us some tickets for, that we could give to you guys. So, again, how many career sacks does Mike Daniels have? shoot me a DM and I will log everybody. Once that's done, we'll notify you guys next week of the winners. So thank you. That's that's some big giveaways for everybody and hopefully we can get somebody who's never been to Lambo a chance to get there. So mm-hmm. okay. Is it did that make sense to everybody? You guys cool you understood everything? I did I picked oh.
1: up on it. Yes. I okay. I'm, I'm right. not very smart and if I got you it, had, Steve.
0: exactly, so. exactly. Here I mean nah, I don't no nah, we're we're being nice today. We're being <laughs> Do it,
1: not Steve. Drop it. the hammer, no. Steve. Drop it. No,
0: I can't. I can't. Um, all right, so we, we've got that. If you have questions, email Dusty because I'm not going to deal with questions. Dusty will take care of all of that. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> no problem. So we've got train camp coming up. There's some news and notes I kind of wanted to – little, little things. If you guys have comments on them, feel free to jump in. But just a couple little things. We had Gudakun's talk. We had Lafleur talk. I mean, you guys saw all that stuff on Twitter. They all went into it. But number one I wanted to take away was that the players are all going to be wearing a number 15 decal on their helmets this year for Bart Starr, which, I mean, I can't see anybody having an issue with
1: that. No. Yeah, Not, I mean. It's expected.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a really cool gesture.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Didn't, I saw something of that magnitude coming think it's cool. And if, like he said, anyone who's upset about that, what go are pound, you doing? Go
0: pound sand. Yep. Yeah, beat feet. Exactly. Uh, Gutekunz came out and said that Kenny Clark is a very dominant player in the NFL. We would certainly like to get something done at some point. So, I mean, I think we all kind of see this as moves happening of Lowry being signed to an extension. Daniel's getting cut. They're moving in the direction of giving him a mega deal.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's that was the Daniels thing. Once I got over being sad and crying as a grown man at work in front of everybody, my walls in my office are made of glass, I was weeping in my glass office where people could see me. Um, and yeah, after I got over that, I was like, oh, well, they're probably going to sign Kenny Clark in the next two weeks, so that would be awesome because he's amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know, they haven't done it yet, so I guess we can't say much. I did, I much, did enjoy
0: uh, before we were you know messaging each other back and forth before the show, and I said oh, do you think the trivia questions could be about Mike Daniels? And Sarah's like, ooh, RIP, too soon. <laughs> like, oh, my God. No. And apparently Dusty's crying about it. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, we, we, we can still
1: talk about him. It's okay. I'm sorry you don't have a heart, Steve. Tin man.
0: Because the multi-millionaire football player has to play in a different city next this year. Yeah, yeah. I feel so bad for him.
1: Yeah, that's right. You should feel bad. You should ba- feel bad for me and Sarah as well and everyone who loved him. But just whatever. I
0: loved him too. He was whatever, a great Steve. dude. Whatever, man. Well, what? I saw him <laughs> donate four light like libraries to children's schools. Like he's a great human being. Oh, he's, he's great.
1: Gonna, he's oh, he's
0: And on his feet, he's gonna be just fine. I'm still sad.
1: Let me feel what my emotions
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh Darnell Savage is going to be on the field tomorrow. I know everybody was freaking out because he had what uh um, Couple teeth pulled, wisdom teeth, right? Wisdom teeth, yeah. Which is actually, if you think about it, that's actually kind of impressive. He's going to be on the field.
2: When did he have them taken out? I think
0: it was like
1: within a day or two ago. Yeah, it wasn't oh. that long ago. I don't think he should be. I'm not a dentist, but I don't think he should be out there. <laughs> <laughs> that seems really soon.
2: He's going to be all swollen because your face gets all swollen. Not everybody.
1: A lot of people do, but not everybody. Maybe at the surgery went really well, and he was like, "Oh, that was fine." Like, so he found out he didn't actually have them. I don't know.
0: Uh, and then the other surprising news was uh, Josh Jones will be at practice tomorrow. Reported today will be at practice tomorrow. I mean, we all just kind of wrote it off as he's going to be traded and he's going to be at practice. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I don't
0: hate the fact that he's going to be there. Right? No, it's he's exciting. a talented
1: dude. Yeah, we yeah. talked about inside linebackers last last week, and he makes that group better if he's able to rotate down in there. So I'd love I'd love him on the field this year. But I'm I'm kind of shocked by that as well. But that would be amazing.
2: Yeah, I was just as shocked with that news as I kind of was with the Daniels news. I was just had totally kind of wrote that idea off of him, you know, being really on the team just from what we were hearing. But I'm excited. If he's there, he's a talented guy and I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, that I mean, it'll be super interesting. I mean, you've got Amos, you've got Savage kind of penciled in as your starters, and if you can now throw Josh Jones in there to do some blitzing from the inside linebacker spot, do some coverage on linebacker. I mean, I don't hate it. I'll be interested to see if they actually keep him around, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you see how he does, and maybe he's okay with it, and he plays out this year, or maybe they look for a trade partner. Um, I think the, the team, I'd say, depend on what he, what he showed last year, I think he got better as he went on. Um, I think the team is certainly more flexible with him out there based on what he can do, and like you said, with the other safeties they have out there already. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they trade him, but it's a good sign that he's at least out there.
0: Yeah, it's super helpful. And now uh,
1: with Mike Daniels gone, the
0: Packers roster sits at 89. Their 90-man sits at 89. So look for a corresponding move. There's been nothing as of yet, Uh, Wednesday night. Dusty, how would you feel about them bringing in Mason Foster?
1: (laughs) Not not great. (laughs) Listen, listen. I know I ragged on Mason Foster um if they brought him in as a ninety man to see if things shook, whatever. That's fine. Like that's I don't care. That's fine. I don't think I don't want him as a starting linebacker. But if they need a inside linebacker for depth and they want to bring him in as literally the ninetieth man on the roster, yeah, that's fine. As long as he doesn't start threatening uh Packers fans on Twitter or on yeah, the field, I, uh, I, I'd be yeah, fine I, with that. Uh... <laughs> That legit kind of turned
0: me on him. I, was, like, I saw these things like,
1: ooh. <laughs> oh, he had like, I saw screenshots of a couple. And both of them were like, I'll beat you in the streets or something like that. We're going to roll on you in the streets. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound great.
0: Uh, th- uh, yeah, this is real life. That's right. Yeah. Up <laughs> before is... I have my little cousins run down on you. Yeah.
2: Seems like a good dude.
0: Stop playing okay. for before you, before you get <laughs> dropped in real life. Like, okay.
1: I was I looking for remember. the one that says you better check yourself before you wreck yourself, but I didn't see it. I didn't <laughs> must must have deleted that one before I got screenshotted. <laughs>
0: How original of him! <laughs> All right, so we are going to continue on with uh, the the Pack a Day podcast. We've been running down positions for the Packers, and I mean, of course, it, the way it lines up is that we get the quarterbacks on the one year anniversary. So. Here we go. I am going to run down the backup situation for the Green Bay Packers before we jump into our love fest of Aaron Rodgers. They have two backup quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that sums it up, right? We're good? We're it's, good?
1: You have to at least say uh, the third string quarterback's name because we are legally Ooh. obligated from Andy to say his name on the one-year anniversary, I think, Steve. Boyle. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Kaiser. All right, we talked about
0: them. I said their names. Like but we we kind of joked before, but let's just say what it is. If either of those guys are playing quarterback in the regular season, the the season's done.
1: For any length of time. If one yeah. if either one of them starts any more than I'm going to be generous and say two games, and even that yeah. seems a bit generous, yeah, then it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, we're in bad shape if that's happening.
1: Who do you think the number 2 is? Just curious. Who do you think when the season starts, who's two?
0: Kaiser.
2: Yeah, I don't see it changing.
1: I just don't
0: think that Boyle's going to do enough to – like he'd have to just blow them away. Yeah. And I just don't see – like the problem is is it's preseason competition. Like you see all this stuff you get so excited about it. And when it comes to the regular season, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's just – I mean you're playing against third, fourth, fifth string guys that aren't even going to be on teams – of course you're going to look better than you actually are.
1: Yeah, two preseasons ago I got hyped because it was Brett Henley to Jeff Janis on a stop and go, and I was like, all right, man, <laughs> it's looking good.
0: Janis time, I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, – so, yeah, I, I mean, I think Kaiser, they've invested the capital into him, and that's who they want, I think, to be the number two, so they're going to give him every opportunity unless he just completely, like, trips over himself. And I don't see him doing that because against – twos and threes he's going to be better than Boyle so yeah I think it, it lines up exactly the same I still think they'll keep three quarterbacks again and kind of go from there but that is that's the backup situation right I mean yeah do you guys see anything else
1: no I'm I, I the only thing I might 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 take issue with is carrying three quarterbacks I depending on how things shake there's so many positions that seem possibly overloaded I could see them possibly carrying two. But I think Kaiser's the clear number two, like you said. Yeah,
0: I just don't. I don't think they'll. I I feel like they like Boyle and they don't want to let him go, especially after keeping him last year.
1: Yeah, but they did the same thing with what's his face Callahan, right? And they eventually just let him go because it was like, all right, this this isn't the guy. Again, I think it shakes out. It's it's how the fifty three shakes out, and there's so many positions where you're like they might keep a fullback and also four tight ends, and is there a spot for a number for a third uh, mm-hmm. quarterback if that if that happens, you know? Yeah, it'll be,
0: that's one of the fun things that we'll get to see because we all could project a 53-man roster and it would be complete garbage at this point, so. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, so Aaron Rodgers, let's have some fun here, guys. What are the the pros, the cons, like, what are you looking for from him this year? It's, I mean, every everything you kind of see, like, the feeling that I get is this is just, like, this is going to be Aaron Rodgers' year of revenge, and he's just pissed off that people are talking poorly about him. That saying he's he's done for. He's over the hill. Like it's all over Twitter. I mean, you can find it everywhere talking about how he threw the ball away too many times. He's too, you know all these stupid ass comments for one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game. And man, like if he's reading Twitter, I'm I'm jacked that he's reading Twitter because he's just gonna get pissed and he's just gonna go off.
1: Yeah, and I think things line up. I think things are lining up. I mean, you know, you keep hearing the like, well, I don't know, first year head coach, and he's the first time head coach, and maybe he takes some time to get used to him whatever. Like, I was gonna look into this, and I didn't because I got other stuff going on, man. I can't do this. But like, <laughs> like Matt Nagy was a first year head coach last year, right? And that seemed like that went fine. Now, granted, the Packers' defense is is not the same as the Bears' defenses, but at the same time, like, you look at okay, you got Lafleur in there who's going to bring a new offensive package. And they're, you know, they're working out the kinks. they got the whole audible thing going on, blah, 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 blah. But they're working out the kinks They're trying to figure out how to work best together. Those are two smart guys that are competitive. I think they're going to find a way to work it out. Hot take. I know. That's crazy. But then you also have Devontae Adams, uh, you know, who leaped to elite receiver status last year. You've got, uh, you know, a handful. You say at least two young wide receivers that look primed to make a big jump this year in MVS and EQ and maybe Jamon Moore. So uh, elite, does a little not something.
0: top five, is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, elite is top ten. So he's, he's in enough. the elite tier of wide receivers, which is top ten, Steve. Uh, every week. Every week. Every week, Steve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you also have uh, Geronimo Allison, who looked really good, uh, like turning in his best season before he got injured last year. And then you've got Aaron Jones, who took a huge leap last year, and he's in an offense where you're going to use more of the running back. There's a lot of things lining up, like not just Rodgers getting pissed off, but nothing's in this offense that are lining up to make this all true. I'm very, very excited. Very, very excited.
0: Improved offensive line as well?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, I mean, the pressure, his pressure stats last year, uh, when I, I looked this up, I've got this. Uh Power Football Outsiders, uh, when he was throwing, and this is, on. A, remember, on like a friggin' broken leg last year, uh, when he was throwing without any pressure in his face, he was fourth in the league, uh, per DVOA, uh, behind only Mahomes, Rivers, and Russell Wilson. Uh, last year, when he was throwing with pressure. He was uh, negative 59.5% DVOA, which was 17th in the league, down with Flacco, Bortles, and Stafford. So it takes a huge hit. I mean, a lot, you know, most everyone's stats are going to sure. be worse with, without pre- or with pressure. Uh, but he took such a huge step backwards, and so much of that pressure was kind of up the middle with that guard situation. I think the signing of Billy Turner does a ton to help with that. You get Rodgers feeling better in a new offense with guys, you know, young guys primed to take the leap with a better uh, right guard situation everything's lining up I think to make this offense look really really good and maybe the first couple of weeks maybe they come out a little shaky-ish who knows uh, I have faith they're going to put it together and it, again not just Rodgers pissed off a lot of things of this offense are aligning uh, to look really good next year
2: yeah I am just incredibly excited every time I think about Aaron Rodgers playing this year I just get the chills and I get so happy and so excited like you said I think it's the revenge tour and the one Comment I keep thinking back on is when Devontae Adams was at the Pro Bowl this year and he posted a picture afterwards and was like, Can't wait to be back next year. And Aaron Rodgers commented on it and was like, Next year, dot, 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 you'll be busy. And I was just (laughs) like, Yes, like just stuff like that has made me so excited. And I think having an offense that's a little spicier, like we were saying, is just super exciting for him as well. And for the skill set that he has and the weapons that are now he developing and that he already had around him and I mean who doesn't love Aaron Rodgers that's a Packers fan I mean this he's so good he's amazing it is he's so fun to watch when he's you know on or and he's healthy and so this year if he can you know keep all that together I think he's just going to absolutely dominate and he's going to put all of the haters to rest, and everyone that said he's washed up or too old or weak, I think are going to regret saying that, and I hope that they're going to regret saying that, and yeah, that's pretty much I agree with everything you guys said as well.
0: And I love to you throw in the fact that he potentially could have a, a legit defense for the first time in a long time. Yeah, yeah, which I mean, when's the last time the Packers had a good defense? I mean that was like Super Bowl year.
1: I think once since then they were top 15, I okay. want to say, but I can't remember what year. But, yeah, I mean, top-tier top, top tier defense, yeah, 2020. Yeah. 20, like, 20, I mean, yeah. if,
0: if some of these things click and, you know, they're buying into Pettin's defense, like, you give Aaron Rodgers an, a legit defense, like, that's it's been a long time since he's had that, and all of a sudden they don't have to win every game by scoring 35, 38, mm-hmm. 41, you can control the ball more. You can run the ball with Aaron Rodgers. You get like, or with uh, Aaron Jones. Like that's, it's a really exciting time.
1: Now let's flip it. What are you concerned about with him? Injuries. Uh, you know, he just, yeah. he, they just they, they keep racking up. I mean, last year he took uh, combined sacks and hits again per Football Outsiders. He took a hundred, which was sixth in the league, uh, which is not good for a guy of his age that has uh, you know, missed time with injuries has kind of struggled with that, you know, off and on throughout his career. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is injury prone, but he does take a lot of hits and, and that's not slowing down. And the more hits he takes, uh, the harder it is for him to get back up every single time, I feel like, depending on how hard that hit is. And so he needs I mean, less he needs to take less hits. He just needs to stay on the field. And uh, he needs to be healthy on the field. I mean and I think that's one of the things I like about LaFleur's offense. It's going to kind of a lot of that's going to be some of this quick hitting stuff, the you know, emphasis on three to five step drops and get the ball out and and don't improvise too much. Just just get that sucker out. And I think it's going to do very well. But I mean, that's if I say the biggest, the two biggest things I'll say are his health and then also the age he is at. This is typically around the time you start seeing uh, kind of uh, say loss and loss in accuracy, spe- specifically deep ball accuracy is the first thing to go. And so where he's at and with the injuries he's taken, some of that stuff I'm going to start looking for a little more, I think, is is how does that deep ball look? Is he going to be on that deep ball? Um, Because that is one of the first things to go. So both those things, I think, are kind of tied together. But, I mean, if I were to look at that, that I mean, really, it's really the biggest thing is just just injuries, right? Just Mm -hmm. stay healthy and stay upright and don't gut through a major injury every year.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, when he's mobile and he moves around is when he's at his best. So when he's not able to do that, it really hinders what the offense as a whole is able to do. And I think we saw that last year. There were games where he, you know, struggled to move around in ways that were really easy for him before. And that, you know, that was not ideal. And just him being able to stay healthy and not be out a game or two or. Be questionable the whole week, and we don't know till the day before if he's the guy or not. Is something that just can't happen this year. And then again, my other concern would be Myers, just him, you know, with the new with a new coach and getting all getting the relationship uh, built out. But it seems like from everything that both of them have said that it's been a smooth transition so far. So that's not a huge concern for me. But it's always just something I want to keep my eye on.
0: My biggest concern is that he buys into the system because if things start spiraling in a bad direction, losing a couple games quickly, I mean, if the, if the record isn't where it's supposed to be and then all of a sudden it turns into the, I'm going to hold on to the ball longer than I should to make the big play. Instead of like you said, Dusty, of taking those quick hitters, instead of taking the, the smart plays and trying to build something bigger, that's where I get concerned because we saw a lot of that when he didn't like Mike McCarthy's offense and he just was looking for home runs, guys weren't open and he didn't trust that they were going to be in the right spot. So they're all learning this together, which I really think is a benefit. And I really believe that he thinks this is a good offense and, and LaFleur is smart and has built something that will help help the, him for the rest of his career. But it's just in the back of my head, like kind of nipping at me of, yeah, maybe, maybe he doesn't want to do it. Maybe, maybe he just wants to play hero ball for a while. Uh, so that's, that's the, that's like the 1% in my head, I would say. So 99% of me believes that he's going to buy into the system. He's going to do the smart thing and make the smart plays because if you go back and watch those, those Rogers highlights from years and years ago, he's making those quick throws. Like when, when guys were getting open and doing what they were supposed to do, I mean, the he, they snap the ball, balls out, like just that quick and that's what they want for this offense again so uh but overall i mean i think we're all on the same page of we're just all we're all thinking this is gonna be a happy marriage right
1: yeah oh absolutely absolutely yeah and to your point about getting the ball out steve as i'm writing this up um probably the next couple weeks i think my favorite game for that if someone wants it if someone wants to go back and watch like Aaron Rodgers at his best at that. I go back uh, 2016. I think it was week nine against the Eagles. That was the, the start of the run the table. Um, oh, that He went into that game. They went into Philly. So at the time, Philly was the number one pass defense by football outsiders metric. I think by a fairly wide margin. And Rodgers ate them alive. And he took a couple shots downfield. The shots were smart. Most of them were quick. He had very few plays. He was holding on the ball. He just shredded them. It was reading the, it was reading the defense pre-snap. It was getting the ball out quick. It was a lot of kind of smoke stuff. It was a lot of wide receiver screens, a lot of quick outs. Just absolutely sure. like Eagles again, number one pass defense going into yeah. that game couldn't do a thing about it.
0: I remember that time that he dropped in the end zone. That went like between <sighs> the defender. One of my favorites, right yeah. Into Adam's hands like oh my god, just a that, insane
1: throw.
2: It was so great for me. One of my good friends is a huge Eagles fan, and so we had every time they had played, we would always kind of like talk trash all week, and so. That week I talked the annual trash talk, but I was a little nervous because I was like, what am I getting myself into? Like, this isn't good. And then he just, Rogers just totally came in clutch for me in that moment. And I was, this was just the, it was the most enjoyable thing for me to watch. One, because I had leverage over my friend. And two, because it was just amazing to Mm. see him do that and just literally, absolutely. I torched their entire defense. It was unreal. I think that
1: was like a Sunday night game too. So like everyone yep. was watching it and he just mm-hmm. went absolutely nuts. Just one of my all-time favorite games of his.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. I think my all-time favorite uh I still think my all-time favorite game for him was just, was the Atlanta Falcons playoff game. Yeah. Down god. in down in Atlanta where just he God just, mode. Oh my god. That was just that was so impressive. That, I can't remember a time. I can't remember a time that I was just more impressed. Quarterback play of just. I mean, he's running to his left. He's throwing to his right. He's running to his right, throwing to his left. Like his feet are all jacked up, but he's dropping dimes. Like the whole thing was. Oh, and they they thing. couldn't
1: touch him. There's a no, guy yeah. coming. There's a guy coming off the edge. I've watched that game probably more than any other game of his I've ever watched. This guys coming off the edge. You're know, like, I don't think Roger sees him, And suddenly it's a reverse spin and just hitting a guy down the left. Like it's just, that's, that's what I like top tier. Like one of the best quarterback games I've ever seen in mm-hmm. my life. And that was in the, like in the playoffs, just absolute mm-hmm. destruction.
2: Oh yeah. It was crazy. One of the, Roger's memories I always have is when they were playing the Jaguars and he made this crazy throw for a touchdown. I think it was Jalen Ramsey was all over him and like pulling him to the ground.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Pads were out and everything. And he just throws this absolute missile perfectly on target for a touchdown. And I just remember watching that and my jaw just dropping to the floor. Like, how did he do that? How? And that's just one of the, I mean, there's so many plays I could think of that
1: I would just. I love him getting his uh, his face mask grabbed in Washington, and then readjusting his face mask and throwing a bullet to Jordy in the back of the end Uh, zone, thirty yards down the field. That still wasn't a touchdown. I don't know why they called that a touchdown. Because the play itself was so awesome, no one really cared how quickly. That ball got knocked out so quick that should not have stood. But I was like, ah, he's getting his face mask pulled. it's lot
0: of Jordy's like reaction to it. Like he kind of like looked at his hands, like, ah, oh, crap, what yeah. happened? <laughs> and then they just like touchdown. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, of was- yeah. in addition to how talented he is, he's also so clutch. There's been so many times where there's two minutes left in the game, Packers get the ball and they take it all the way down the field, run the clock out, and score and win the game. It is. There was a two-year stretch, in my, um, minus the last couple of seasons, where it was just every time that happened, you just knew. You were like, they're going to win. There was no doubt in my mind every time I'd watch a game that he was just going to do it again, and he did. And there's a famous, famous tweet. I will find it and tweet it after of um, a Packers fan, and it was in Dallas, the game when they came back in Dallas.
1: Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I and
2: he's like the only Packers fan there. He's surrounded by other people in Cowboys shirts and jerseys, and they're all cheering because they just scored or hit a field goal. I don't even remember what it was. It would have been a tie to the game. Yeah, and there was two minutes left, and he was had the biggest smile on his face, and the caption was like, there's two minutes left, and they're already celebrating, LOL. And then literally, Rodgers took it down the field, won the game. Just That is vin- vintage Aaron Rodgers right there. Well, I mean, you say
1: past couple years, Sarah, but he had the Bears game this year, where he yeah. got injured. This is all a broken leg. He had the Niners game this year. And then also, is there any is there a doubt in anyone's mind that the Packers win that Rams game if not for Ty Montgomery fumbling the That's true. Kick off? Like, so that's that's two huge comebacks uh, this year that he had. Uh, just in that that Niners game, like what he did to get them down into uh, field goal position was just yeah, was just absolutely preposterous. And they absolutely win that Rams game if Montgomery doesn't fumble. So even on a busted leg, uh, he was still doing that. So yeah.
2: Awesome. And I was at that season opener against the bears oh, right. and that was just the craziest thing i had ever seen in my life and I could not believe it because so many times I had watched on my tv him do that the comeback and him just lead the team put it on his shoulders and go and so to see it happen in person Sunday night was one of the most insane experiences of my life I will remember that forever I had friends that were t- blowing up my phone, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't believe you're there, all this. And one of the best texts I got was like, was, it said, like, you better realize how lucky you are to see that. And it's absolutely true because he is just insane, I think. And all of us just love the guy. And so to see something like that was unreal.
1: The Allison throw on one leg is just an all-timer yeah. in that game. I Just, just – I'm sorry uh, – Everybody everybody loves that throw. That that catch was
0: freaking amazing. Yes, it was. Like, everything which, about that play it, is I feel
2: like I that, gets,
0: that gets lost in everything. Yeah. I, because that throw
1: was just on a dime. Well, like, something, that... well, something else that gets lost is that that was Fuller, who was a tremendous cornerback, that Allison beat one-on-one down the field. Yep. <laughs> I mean, just barely, but enough space for Rodgers to fit it in. It's just that entire play is insane.
2: He... I just remember watching that pass just sail through the air, and I was like, there's no way that this is going to happen right now. And especially with how the whole first half had gone, I just had lost all hope and was like, nothing is ever going to happen. That's good when I'm at Lambeau. (laughs) And then that happened, and it was just – you could feel it. I mean, anyone that is listening that was at that game, they just know you could feel right at that moment. It was like, oh, my God, this is about to happen. And (laughs) sure enough – it
0: happened. Well, oh, it was a lot of fun because I I mean, we've talked about this before. I lived in Chicago for a bunch of years and I started texting my friends when it was you know what, 23, nothing, twenty three, nothing, whatever, they were just getting smoked and I'm like, Yeah, you just watch. Like they're gonna come back and win. Kind of like fully in jest because they were getting killed and all of a sudden you know, score one touchdown. I'm like, Ooh, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening And they're like, Shut up, it's not happening and they scored another touchdown and it gets closer and closer and all of a sudden just uh, my phone started blowing up the same way I'm just like MF or what the hell is happening? <laughs> How did this go on? Like oh, that was that was a legit fun one with it. Whenever they beat the Bears, it's always fun. So mm-hmm. okay, to oh to to summarize, Aaron Rodgers good, mm. backup quarterbacks not so good. Mm. I think that's fair, right? Pretty much. I, very
1: good assessment. Yeah. 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 That's my uh in depth analysis of everything. So people listen. So people listen to this for that kind of that I kind of insight, that's I think.
0: In depth uh, you don't get that on other podcasts. Like this is this is where you come for the in depth analysis of the Packers quarterbacks. That's
1: true. Yeah.
2: Aaron Rodgers, good at football. There you go. Yeah. That's all you needed to know today. I'm
1: just glad that someone finally said it out loud. That someone was brave enough to say that's it out a bold, loud. Bold, bold statement. A very bold. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel so brave for saying that right
0: now. <laughs> so, guys, before we go, I actually found something on Twitter that um, kind of grossed me out, but I now need to get your opinion on it um, because apparently Paps Blue Ribbon is putting out a hard coffee because, you know, mm-hmm. white claws are all mm-hmm. the thing now. The seltzers and all that kind of stuff. That's all everybody wants to talk about. So it is a hard coffee. And with the description of it, it's made with creamy American milk. Like, that just sounds creepy to me. I don't know why it sounds creepy. but
1: What's the normal milk that I drink? Is it non-American? I don't know. I don't know what you get in Kentucky. Does it come from goats? Well, I mean, I just go to the field. (laughs) <laughs> just in a, it's just sitting in a bucket in a field, Steve. So I assume it's American. <laughs> I assume it's milk. I don't know. I've never asked.
0: <laughs> oh, the Russians just drop off milk uh, with drones.
1: Uh, that sounds terrible.
2: Yeah, uh, that's okay. It's that, a that, I mean, from me. Even
1: I, before the the creamy American milk thing, I was I was off. Once you said PBR um, hard coffee, I, that was it's pretty quick. Pretty quick discussion. Yeah, I was
0: me. cool. I was always cool with PBR because it was a cheap beer and I could drink it. And then the hipsters got a hold of it and they ruined it and made it super expensive and annoys the crap out of me.
1: But no, hard coffee. No, I... <sighs> I'll just I'll just pour bourbon in my coffee like any other red-blooded American <laughs> male. I don't need to buy hard <laughs> coffee. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing yeah,
0: here? Exactly. Like I've already got the coffee at home. I can just pour a little whiskey and be fine with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just like do, I, just it's an that. Irish coffee that's, it's an Irish coffee. it's just not made by p b r It's made by my own hands, okay. I just want to make sure
0: that we we're all it just somebody sent it to me, and I just kind of looked at it. I was like, huh, I wonder if I'm the only one that thinks this looks disgusting or if that's the norm, so no, nope, someone would
1: actually like legitimately have to pay me money to drink that, which I mean, if someone wants to pay me money to drink that, we can make a deal yeah, for sure. I mean, if you want to send me a case of this stuff
0: i I'd try it for sure. And then I'll send Dusty a couple.
1: Yeah, I think we might be coming up there for a game later this year, Steve. Okay. Uh, So if you get some, just save one for me. um, And I'll drink it with you in a parking lot like God intended PBR to be drunk. I
0: like it. When we're at
1: Lambeau together, we will be drinking PBR hard coffees together. Just vomiting in a dumpster outside of Lambeau. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, well, I
0: think that's a good place to end this episode. One year, huh?
1: One year. <laughs>
0: Celebrating yeah, one year. Vomiting I st- into still a... feel
1: like it's a mistake that we were put on this one. Um Yeah,
0: I'm kinda of surprised that uh Andy didn't kind of be like, You guys, it's the one year anniversary. I think I'm
1: gonna take this one. Yeah, why don't you guys do another about, day? And we yeah.
0: all would have been like, Yeah, that's cool. You could have mm-hmm. it. But, I kept
1: you know, waiting for it. I kept checking all day, yeah. thinking that that was coming through and it never did. So
2: I can't imagine just the pure I don't know if horror is the right word that Andy felt when he saw that we had this episode and then the season <laughs> opener as well. He was, I mean, of all people, it's us. But hey, it was like, not very. People like is, us.
1: I don't. Why you? Why are you hating on us? What the hell? <laughs> Everyone else is just really good. Um, I feel like I feel like we don't take it as seriously, but we do take it seriously. We do look up things. It wasn't a mistake. We deserve this. We deserve this.
0: I completely agree. Happy one year! Absolutely. So remember, if you guys want to get in on the uh, the free tickets, the autograph helmet, or the t shirt, remember to DM me how many career sacks Mike Daniels has, and we'll get that all going for next week and get and let everybody know the winners. But uh, it's just a small thank you for always tuning in, for downloading every single day, and following us and and interacting with us on Twitter. We love it. Um, we couldn't do this stuff without you guys. So, I mean, the fact that we're still around a year later means people are listening and enjoying it. So thank you for everybody that's listening. We love you guys. Keep, keep doing everything that you do with us. And, uh, we will, we'll be back next week to do it all over again. You guys got anything? Dusty, I know you need, you need a exit statement at all.
1: No, that, I don't think is that so, a man. Movie it's it's uh um... you're giving me right now? No, sorry, I'm just I'm <laughs> leaning I'm leaning on my hand. I'm watching my movie, Steve. Watching my uh, movie picture, course, Steve. Of course. Um no, I'm just man, I'm you know, I have that spend has been a year. I, you know, honestly I, you know, I I'm I'm mean to you uh, more than anything, I think, Steve. Um I am very <laughs> thankful that this uh this this little podcast, uh, this slightly bigger podcast, uh, brought all the three of us together. Um, I feel like we were all kindred spirits, and I think it's been amazing. So uh, big up to Day for bringing you two into my life. Uh, it's been just just incredible so far. Looking forward to it going forward. And I honestly cannot believe that training camp is today. I wish I was up there. I wish I could see it. But I, it it the offseason always seems so long that when training camp comes, it always seems abrupt. So every year it's the same. But, man, I'm so excited that football is actually back extra reports other than like hearing about audibles for the 50th time this off season. I'm really excited to talk about how does this team look now going forward? Um, Very, very exciting stuff.
0: Sarah, do you have anything to end with or are you all good?
2: No, I agree. I'm very glad that I got the opportunity to join this year and Andy had me on as a guest last fall and to be able to come on full time now with you guys in the spring, this past off season and now heading in, To our first season with the three of us together is super exciting and I know this is something I look forward to every week. So the fact that we get to keep going another year and people are listening and enjoying it, whether it's our show or someone else's show that they love to tune into or every single day, it really means a lot that people are out there and that they're listening and that you're interacting with us because we love to see that you're enjoying it because we love doing it for you guys.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't, couldn't say it any better. So thank you again for everybody that does this, Uh, especially a a huge shout out to our sponsor to the ticket King for giving us some free tickets for you guys. So hopefully somebody can get to Lambo for the first time ever. That's my hope fingers crossed, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's an exciting time. We love everything you guys do for us. So thank you again. We will be back next week. We will uh, be talking some training camp, I guess guys. I mean, woof. I love it. I love it. Fingers crossed we'll have no injuries to discuss and uh, knock on some wood, do whatever you got to do, pray to whoever you got to pray to. And let's get through this whole preseason with no injuries. So I think we're good. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Pack-A-Day Podcast. And as always, Go Pack Go!